Welcome to another episode of Focus on the Bible. It seems that sometimes young believers get left behind. Everyone is so excited that they now have trusted in Christ for their eternal life, but it's easy to move ahead in all the excitement and leave out something really important. They don't get a chance sometimes to learn more about these great spiritual truths that will help them grow spiritually and be strong. Without those fundamental truths, those young believers just won't be as strong and life won't be as good because it's being lived outside of the instruction that God gave us in the Bible. And unfortunately, those young believers one day will become old believers And at that point, if they didn't learn these fundamental promises, well, they've lived a spiritual life that's just not as strong and vibrant as it could have been. And that's a shame, and we don't want that to happen. That really matters to me in my life, that young believers get the instruction they need. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit and His seal. Whether you're a young believer today or an older believer today, it's all good. But let's focus on the Bible and learn about the Holy Spirit and you. I'm going to Ephesians chapter 1. Only a couple of verses here that really throw the lights on to illumine for the believer how life can be so much better because the Holy Spirit actively takes a role in the life of the believer. Amen. Pick it up in Ephesians chapter 1 now in verse 13. He says, In whom ye also trusted. Okay, in whom did the believer trust? Well, that's in the very end of the verse before, verse 12. Last two words are in Christ. He says, You trusted in Christ. Verse 13 now, Christ, in whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. So let's answer some questions. Number one, what is the seal of the Holy Spirit? Well, the seal of the Holy Spirit is a mark that God places on the believer. It's a mark of God's ownership that identifies that believer as the property of God Almighty. Now, in biblical times, these Ephesian believers would have known how this goes. That word seal had a very special meaning for them. They had probably seen those logs jammed up in the rivers. And when those logs were being floated down the river, buyers would come out onto the water and inspect those logs. And when a buyer found a log that he wanted to buy, he would mark by a cut the logs that he had chosen. Those logs would be unjammed in the river, bearing his mark, floated on down the river. They'll be completely paid for then. They are now marked as the ownership of the one who sealed that log. Do you see the picture? When we trusted in Jesus Christ, God wanted to mark us as his possession. Rather than 
cut us with some blade, the Lord marked us with the Holy Spirit. That's good. That's the seal of the Spirit. It's God's ownership mark. Question number two, how does a person get that seal of the Holy Spirit? Well, that's easy. Verse 13 says, you heard the gospel, you believed it, and you were sealed. It's all so simple. I meet people that have struggled with this for years and years of their lives, trying to figure out how they can get a hold of the Holy Spirit. In fact, there are some pretty nasty false teachers, sometimes making money on confusing people about the Holy Spirit. But isn't verse 13 very clear? There's a very short little process that happened. After that, you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. So you just believe the gospel. You trusted in Jesus Christ and God did the rest. The Holy Spirit was there whenever you believed in Jesus. He was on the scene already and he simply sealed you himself. That's how you get it. It's a package deal. It comes in the package of your salvation. And all you can do to receive that package is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you do, you get the whole package. Next question then, can you lose the seal? No. The next verse is very clear about this. He says in verse 14, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. This word earnest, again, is right out of the business world. We still use it today. Earnest money is money that must be paid to make a deal count. The one who is selling you something asks you to put down earnest money to make sure that you're not going to take the goods and abscond with them, that you really mean business, so much business that you, as we say, put your money where your mouth is. You don't just say, I'm going to buy that thing. No, you put money on the table and you say, here's my money, and you'll have the rest of the money when I have the thing. Amen. That's good. And this is exactly what God has done. When you believed in Jesus, you became the ownership of God. But God shows how earnest he is about the purchase of you that he has made, that he gives you the mark of the Holy Spirit. So it says here that this is the beginning of the deal, but of course God's going to complete it. Amen? One day you'll be the purchased possession, fully redeemed and in the presence of God. Until that time happens, there is no such thing as a believer who's been unsealed by God. This is so good. It's so good. I hope that your confidence is being built now in understanding that you are not just you who got saved. You're not just you who one day will be in heaven with God. No, no, you are you with the Holy Spirit now, bearing the mark of God's ownership in your life. And this is an unbreakable action that God took. You already received it 
and the benefits of it will continue into time beyond measure with God. Amen. Now, here's another interesting truth then. If you can't lose the Holy Spirit, well, here's another guarantee that you're eternally secure, that you could never lose your eternal life. Because, well, if somehow you ended up losing your salvation and ended up in hell, guess who's with you there in hell? Well, the Holy Spirit would be. That stretches the mind a little bit, but sometimes we need to think about these things. God means business about our eternal salvation, and He marked us with His eternal Spirit, and He told us that this is His earnest Until the purchase possession is fully with God in the everlasting state, you and I have the Holy Spirit's seal. Amen. Can't lose it. Next question then, why is it important to the believer now? Well, look closely here at what the Bible says in the very end of verse 13. He says, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. This is a spirit that Jesus promised the disciples when he was going to leave them. Well, they were terrified of life without Jesus. He had told them enough times that it had begun to sink in on them and they're afraid now. So he tells them in John chapter 14, not to be afraid. And he gave them the promise of the Holy Spirit being with them. Same promise is ours still today. You better believe it's important today. It matters now that the Spirit of God is with us. But now look very closely here. Does it say that we were sealed by the Spirit? No, the word by is not in the whole line. We were sealed with that Holy Spirit. So what I'm telling you, friend, is so important and so good and so encouraging that the Holy Spirit is the sealer and He's the seal. He's the agent of the seal and He is the object of the seal. When God marked you and me for His ownership He gave us the personality of the Holy Spirit of the Trinity of God. Now, it was the Holy Spirit who placed the mark, and it's the Holy Spirit who is the mark. So this is actually the Holy Spirit who is now on us, in us. I think this is an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. But this is permanent. Now, in the Bible, when the disciples were wondering, how can we be strong enough to witness, especially Peter, remember his rejection of Jesus there on the night of his betrayal. And when they were wondering, how on earth can we be your witnesses in the world? Jesus told them that he would send to them power when they waited in Jerusalem. Well, you get to Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, and you find out what that power was. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. It's our power for living the spiritual life, to be witnesses for Jesus in this world. And then, not only is it power, 
But when Jesus knew he was going to be crucified and go away from them, he promised them that they would have a comforter. It's a capital C. It's somebody's name. It's a Greek word, paraclete. In the English, they translated it as comforter. It means one who comes alongside. Now, I'm not sure about you, friend, but I'm in a journey right now for my life. I had a brain tumor removed last summer. Going through this deep, dark valley with whispers of death, you better believe the Holy Spirit has been important to me. I've walked with Him day and night. When the Lord promised in the Bible, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Don't you know the Holy Spirit is a part of that? He has owned us lock, stock, and barrel. He cares about every detail of our lives. He cares about the very thing that presses our heart this moment, this day of our lives. He cares about you, believer. He knows every detail. He has all the power you need. And when things get you down, when you fall down, like we all do sometimes, when things are pretty rotten and pretty crummy in this fallen, broken world, there's the Holy Spirit, who's our power, our paraclete. He's our dunamis, our dynamite power. And he's the paraclete, the comforter of God. God doesn't have to send a comforter to us. We already have him. We're marked with him. We're his ownership now. And he'll never, ever lose us. Friend, if you're a believer, thank God for the Holy Spirit that sealed you. And friend, could I beg you today, if you're not certain about believing in Jesus, well, let's be certain about that this moment. He loves you, died for all your sin, paid it all, rose from the dead, and promised everlasting life to whosoever believeth in him. This program is a production of Focus Ministries Incorporated. Another ministry under the umbrella of Focus is Grace Farm, a youth camp and training center founded to grow leaders to defend and advance the gospel of Christ. If you or someone you know is looking for a youth camp to help children and teens develop their faith while making lifelong memories, you should go to gracefarmonline.com to learn more and register for our next camp session. If you have thoughts or questions, as always, we'd love to hear from you. Our mailing address is Focus Ministries, P.O. Box 498, Danielsville, Georgia, 30633. That's all for now, but we're already looking forward to sharing our next episode with you as we continue to focus on the Bible. <laughs>